Hello, everyone. I'm Z. Welcome back. Thanks for listening. And for those who have decided to watch on our YouTube channel or uh, perhaps our website, thanks for watching this video. I want to talk about something that means a great deal to me, and that is the amount of time that we spend focusing on our dreams instead of spending so much time uh, focusing and, and watching and listening to um, other uh, people's dreams. So the other day I was uh, talking with my son about this and um, uh, we were kind of laughing a little bit about, um, and by the way, I have uh, four kids, three of which are adults now. And at any time you could talk to any of my kids and they will tell you that my mom always would come in the room when we're watching television, always. And she would say, why are you spending so much time watching someone else live out their dreams when you can be working on your own. And so we were laughing about that a little bit. And I said, you know what, I've got to do an episode uh, on this. I've got to talk about this because I don't know if you realize how much time you may be spending watching someone else live out and fulfill their dream. And let me explain this a little bit. There's certainly nothing wrong with watching a little bit of television or being entertained um, or having mentors and, and, and being inspired by others and what they've accomplished or done. But here's the point I really want to nail um, in this episode. When you are watching television, and I have some friends that can name every show that's out there, by the way, or you're spending hours and hours a day listening to your music, your songs, whatever it is you do, or perhaps just on social media, you know, there's so many different channels out there that you can be involved in. Uh, what you have to realize is for the most part, especially when it comes to entertainment, when you're watching these shows, these movies, back to back, you know, um, and, and spending, let's say, several hours a day doing this, you are literally participating in someone else's dream. Think about that for a moment. And I don't care what it is you're watching, whether it's a reality show, a movie, or some sort of a series or what have you. The people you are watching I'm assuming, had some sort of a dream of being an actress or an actor. Think about that for a moment. And what you're doing, or, or, or even a producer or director, what have you, what you're doing when you're spending hours and hours of your time sitting there watching it, you're looking at them fulfill their dream. So you're on the sidelines watching a dream fulfilled. And I hope that that's sinking in. You're, you're, you're on the sidelines watching it. So, you know, if some of you are thinking, well, Z, I just like my shows. Okay, that's fine. You know, and I'm not against watching, you know, a little bit of television or something. But even if it's listening to your music, even if it's, you know, whatever it is that you like to do for entertainment, I just want you to be aware that for the most part, at least this is my opinion, okay, um, the way that I view things is, man, if I sit here and I'm listening to all my, you know, favorite singers for hours and hours a day, you got to keep in mind that my focus is on their songs or what they're singing, what they're saying. I'm participating in them fulfilling their dreams. And I'm on the sidelines, kind of like clapping, like, yay, you did your dream. I like it. I like it. I like it. I like it. And I'm okay with doing that if I feel like I'm working on mine. So that's why many times, um, you know, my kid, well, you know, as I said, some of them are adults now, and I still say it to them. 
And it's to a point now where I can walk in a room and they'll say, Mom, I know why you've been sitting here watching TV for hours when you can be working on your own dreams. Because I want to instill in them that there's nothing wrong with watching a little bit of television or listening to your music or whatever it is you do. I'm not a hater, by the way, by any means. Uh, There's no haterism, as one of my kids would say. Um, But I just want them to be aware, and I want to spread this message to you all, that when you're spending that much time, and I don't care if it's an hour a day or five hours a day, just be aware that you're watching someone else live out their dreams when you can be working on yours. So here's a nice little exercise I'd love for you to do. Think about this. And I did this with my son the other day. My, my youngest is, uh, uh, I think he's 16. He's going on 17 years old. Um, I said to him, let me look at your screen time on your phone. And he didn't want to do that, right? So I would love for you all to open up your phones, uh, go to your settings. And I don't know if this works on all phones, because again, I'm not a big tech person. But um, for the most part, I know there's a setting, you know, button on phone. So go to your phone. And I would love for you to look up your screen time. Look at your daily average screen time for the last week and see how many hours a day is that. So I'm just guessing it might be six hours, it might be eight, uh, it might be four, whatever it is. But look at your daily screen time. And then what I want you to do is add on to that screen time the amount of time you spent watching television Uh, the amount of time you spent just listening to your music or doing anything else that, uh, let's just say, centers around entertainment. And be honest with yourself. I'm not, you know, no one's going to look at this but you. I just want you to be honest with yourself. So add those hours onto that. And take a look at that total that you come up with. And let's just say the total comes to eight hours a day. Six, let's just say it's six hours a day. Okay, let's just say it's six. No, let's say eight, because I really think eight is more of the average. So ask yourself this one question. Am I spending at least one fourth of my downtime on my dreams and on the talents that God has given me? So if you're eight hours a day is is the total, if that's what you come up with, and I pray to God I'm doing my math right, uh, that should be about two hours a day at a minimum, right? that you should be utilizing and spending on yourself and your dreams. And I'm not saying this is a formula that you need to follow, nothing like that. I'm just trying to, um, I'm trying to have a general, help you get a general idea of how much time you're spending downtime every day, uh, and then how much of that time you're dedicating to your dreams. And let me explain why this is important. Um, you know, when I, watch uh, shows. And and, and again, I think I said the other in a a previous episode that if someone were to offer me a million dollars to name, you know, five regular shows that are running right now, I literally would have to give the money back because I can't, I I wouldn't even be able to answer it. But the few times that I am engaged or watching something on TV, um, I don't care how great the show is. Um, I know in my family, they like to watch these shows. I forget, I think it's called American Idol. It may be called something else where they are uh, singing and trying to win first place to get a recording contract or something. Oftentimes in the middle of the show, when they're, you know, trying people out, um, after maybe about 15, 20 minutes, you know, I get upstairs and I'm on off to something else. And sometimes my family's like, wait, you're not going to watch to see who won? And I don't know, I just naturally do that because I say to myself, and, and this is the, the honest truth I'm telling you guys, something in my mind says to me, okay, Z, 
you've given them enough of your time. Now go work on yours. Literally, that's what comes in my, in my spirit, in my mind, that I've given them enough of my time. I've given them about 15 or 20 minutes that I can't get back. Now let me go work on my dreams. Let me, let me go do what I got to do. And that does not always mean, for those of you who think, oh, my goodness, she's just a workaholic. No, I used to be in the past. Trust me. I was definitely one of those people, and I'll talk about that later. I've slowed down. Sometimes that time just simply means me going upstairs, sitting in my closet. I know that sounds weird, but if you've heard some of my podcasts by now, you know that's what I do. I love to just sit alone in the presence of God and just literally sit. I could sit for hours and just say, God, what do you say of me? What is it you want me to be doing? What, what talents have you given me that I've not tapped into? How can I serve you in any way today? So I don't mean that you've got to always be working on a business plan or, you know, ripping and running, you know, um, uh, uh, working on projects left and right. A lot of that time for me is just downtime to just clear my mind and think. And that's another point I want to mention is that you know, again, I'm not a professional counselor. Uh, I've led a lot of groups, by the way, but I'm not a professional counselor. I'm not, you know, uh, a minister or anything like that. Um, but I do just want to make the point that I strongly believe that the biggest distraction are distractions. And what I mean by that is it's so hard. I'm just thinking through my own family and my own kids in, in this case, because um, some of my kids are in college, it's so hard for them to literally just simmer down and take time to just think and be alone and just think about who they are, what they want in life. What are the talents God's given me? And literally, you can, you can see the uneasiness of just sitting for five minutes with just out looking at, at a cell phone, you know, or looking at a television or at least having these, what do they call them, ear pods or something? I don't even know what it's called, but... I'm almost 50, so you got to bear with me, and, you know, my technology's a little off. Not that that's an excuse, by the way, but I think it's called AirPods or EarPods or something. But anyway, there's always something going on, I notice, that's just keeping their minds going, 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 going. And what I'm trying to instill in them, and what I hope that uh, this, this short uh, broadcast does for you, is to encourage you to spend time alone in silence. Spend time alone uh, allowing your brain the time to create now, again, I'm not a psychologist, I'm, you know, or anything like that, but, I, I'm, you know, I hope that um, um, some people in that profession are listening, and I would love to hear your comments because I'm sure that they would probably agree that if you have more downtime like that where you're not always distracted, I'm sure that they would probably agree that your mind is more creative. You come up with more concepts, more, more things that, you, you know, you give yourself your, your mind time to relax, to calm down from the day, to just be. And it's hard for me as well, so please don't think I've arrived. You know, I have to literally fight at times. My, my, my kids recently got me on some app called TikTok, and at first I laughed at it. I thought, oh, what, you know, what's the point is? I found myself at like 1 o'clock in the morning because uh, I couldn't sleep uh, going through TikTok, and the next thing I know, I'm on it for like an hour and a half. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. So, you know, I, I use that as an example just to say that, you know, I never in any way want to ever come across as though I'm putting myself, you know, on a pedestal and that I've arrived. But I have to fight for that downtime. Some of my best concepts, ideas, business strategies. Uh, here's a prime example. The reason I'm sitting here right now recording this podcast 
is a direct result of sitting for many, many hours, and to be honest, probably several months of pleading with God to show me how do I tap into the talents you've given me to reach out and to help people? How do I be authentic? How do I help people, dear God? I don't want to scam anybody. I don't want to come across as um, um, trying to just, here's another way to make some money. What can I do to serve you, God? Months and months and months of, of that kind of conversation with God, just sitting, just sitting, just sitting. And finally, he put in my heart, this is what I need you to do now. And I says, okay, God, I'm going to do it. So I want to kind of wrap this up a little bit because I don't want to take too much of your time, but there's a parable in the Bible that I love, love, love. And if you've been listening to my episodes for a while, um, you'll know I I always try to throw in a biblical scripture or reference or something because it's just who I am and I must be authentic. And that's an episode I'm going to do as well about the importance of being authentic. So for me, all of my inspiration comes from God, or I I should say the majority of my inspiration comes from him. Uh, But there's a parable in the Bible. It's in one one of the Gospels, which um, Matthew 25 is the version that I read. And And go and read it yourself. But the whole premise of it is, is there's a story that's given about um, um, some man that owns a field and uh, he goes away and um, he gives uh, the, the people that are working the field, he gives one man five talents. Now, I don't know how much a talent is. Some people say a talent is worth about $1,000. Some people say the word talent really is not the correct word. It's really a bag of gold. But anyway, um, um, you know, but but the, the passage I'm referring to says a talent. So, and again, I'm not a biblical scholar, so just focus on the story itself, okay? So he gave one man five talents, and then he gives another man two talents, and another man one talent. And the reason why th- this story resonates with me so much, and it's, it literally is like the theme of my life, to be honest, is here's the deal. The guy that he gave the five talents away to when he came back, and the whole premise of giving them the talents was to have them invest his money so that when he returns, he'll have an investment on his money. Now, for those biblical scholars out there, I know you're probably going to say, well, Z, you know, don't use the scriptures out of context because they really were referring to the kingdom of God and growing the kingdom of God and spreading God's message. It really wasn't about the actual money or the actual talents. Fine. Take it how you want. I look at things in black and white. And all that I'm referencing is, I love this passage. Go read it for yourself. So now let me tell you the basics of the story. The basis of it is one person got five talents, and um, he turned around and invested those talents, okay, those gifts, those God-given gifts. Uh, uh, and, and when the owner of the field came back, the owner of the field said, man, well done, good and faithful servant. I trusted you with a few, and look what you did. Wonderful. And he doubled and gave them another five. So the guy then had 10 talents, right? So the guy he gave the two talents to, um, same thing. When the owner of the field came back, the guy was like, uh, hey, here's your money, and, and I, I invested it. I, I don't know what he did. He went out and did whatever, but he used those talents. So follow me on this. Just follow me. He used those two talents. He didn't have five like the other guy. He used those two talents. And when the owner of the field came back, same thing. He had doubled it. So the owner of the field um, um, was like, well done, good and faithful servant. Well done. But check out what happened to the guy who he gave one talent to. To the guy that he gave one talent to, he was afraid. Now just let that soak in for a moment. And go read the passage yourself, okay, if you don't believe me. Matthew 25. 
he was afraid to do anything with that talent because he didn't want to upset the, the person that owned the field. And he was afraid that he would make the wrong investments and that, you know, when the person that owned the field came back, he wouldn't have anything on top of that to give him. So guess what he went and did? He went out and he buried the talent. So when the owner of the field came back and says, hey, uh, what have you done? And the guy says to him something, and I'm totally paraphrasing, so biblical scholars do not chew me up on this. I'm paraphrasing. But in a nutshell, the guy said, hey, I was scared. I dug it in the ground. Here's your one talent back. And the owner of the field was upset. He basically called him a lazy servant and uh, took the one talent away from him and turned around and gave it to the guy that had 10. Now, you can read into that story however you want. Because, again, I'm not a biblical scholar. I'm just a woman that loves God, and I love reading my scriptures, and I love trying to apply it to real, you know, everyday life, as well as the way that I run my, uh, my businesses and things like that. So what I absolutely love about that passage is that whole story that was told is you have two people that were given a different amount of talents who went out and did something with it. And the person that had the one talent was afraid and went and buried it. He didn't do anything with it. So you may say, well, Z, where are you going with this? Well, I'll tell you where I'm going. I don't care if you feel that you're someone that's super talented and you have a lot to give. Whether that's, you know, giving uh, in terms of your talent to run businesses and things. Uh, maybe your talent is serving and helping people. Um, um, you know, spreading God's word, whatever the talents are that you feel your God-given gifts are, because it's not always about money. I want to make that clear. God expects for us to use those talents, whether you have 10, 5, or 1. Please do not be like the person that had one talent and that didn't do anything with it. So I'm going to bring this back full circle. My whole point of this podcast, of this broadcast is, please stop spending so much time watching other people multiply their talents when you can be focusing on yours. Don't leave your talent buried while you sit and watch other people go out there and do something with the gifts and the talents God has given them. I know there's many, many excuses because I've been there. Um, my goodness, I can go on and on and on. I can hear people now saying, busy, you don't understand my situation and blah, 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 blah. And I don't have the money. I don't have the finances. I don't have the support from my family. I tried and I failed. I'm worried about what my neighbors are going to think. I, I, I don't think that, you know, people are really going to buy from me or I don't think I'm really strong enough to go out there and start this nonprofit. I mean, on and on and on and on and on and on. I can hear all of that. And all I'll say is to you, go and read Matthew 25. Go and read it. And see how that story worked out when you had a person that had a lot of excuses as to why they were too afraid to invest that talent. So I just want to plead with you guys, and this is coming from a place of love, not a place of judgment. Please, I'm begging you. Can you commit to yourself? If not to God, I'd love for you to commit it to God. But at least to yourself. I will not sit on the sidelines and watch other people multiply their talents, whatever those talents may look like, while mine remain buried in the sand. I, at the very least, am going to dedicate at least a fourth of my time to working on me. 
to working on growing those seeds that God has planted inside of me. So anyway, I hope this message encourages you guys. Thank you for listening. We have many more episodes coming. And by the way, if you have not uh, listened to, I think it was our first podcast episode, um, the title, I may get it mixed up a little bit, but I think it said the title is something like, what are you going to do with the time you have left? I strongly advise you to listen to that episode as well. Love you all. This is Z. Bye-bye.